Section thirty nine of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pam Castile. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume seven, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section thirty nine. When it was the seven hundred and fifty-first night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the king's wife said to the king, Verily, this is no bird, but a man like thyself. He is king Badir Basim, son of King Shariman, and his mother is Jilnar the Seaborn. Quoth the king, And how came he in this shape? And quoth she, Princess Jauhara, daughter of King al-Salmandal, hath enchanted him, and told him all that had passed with King Badir-Basim from first to last. The king marvelled exceedingly at his wife's words, and conjured her on his life to free Badir from his enchantment, for she was the notablest enchantress of her age, and not leave him in torment, saying, May Almighty Allah cut off Jauhara's hand, for a foul witch as she is! How little is her faith, and how great her craft and perfidy! Said the queen, Do thou say to him, O Badir Basim, enter yonder closet. So the king bade him enter the closet, and he went in obediently. Then the queen veiled her face, and taking in her hand a cup of water, entered the closet where she pronounced over the water certain incomprehensible words ending with, by the virtue of these mighty names and holy verses, and by the majesty of Allah Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, the quickener of the dead, and appointer of the means of daily bread, and the terms determined, quit this thy form wherein thou art, and return to the shape in which the Lord created thee. Hardly had she made an end of her words, when the bird trembled once and became a man, and the king saw before him a handsome youth, than whom on earth's face was none goodlier. But when King Badir Basim found himself thus restored to his own form, he cried, There is no God but the God, and Muhammad is the apostle of God. Glory be to the Creator of all creatures, and Provider of their provision, and Ordainer of their life-terms preordained. Then he kissed the king's hand, and wished him long life, and the king kissed his head, and said to him, O Badir Basim, tell me thy history, from commencement to conclusion. So he told him his whole tale, concealing naught, and the king marvelled thereat, and said to him, O Badir Basim, Allah hath saved thee from the spell, but what hath thy judgment decided, and what thinkest thou to do? Replied he, O king of the age, I desire thy bounty that thou equip me a ship with the company of thy servants, and all that is needful. For tis long since I have been absent, and I dread lest the kingdom depart from me, and I misdoubt me my mother is dead of grief for my loss, and this doubt is the stronger for that she knoweth not what is come of me, nor whether I am alive or dead. Wherefore I beseech thee, O king, to crown thy favours to me by granting me what I seek. The king, after beholding the beauty and grace of Badir Basim, and listening to his sweet speech, said, I hear and obey. 
so he fitted him out a ship to which he transported all that was needful and which he manned with a company of his servants and badir basim set sail in it after having taken leave of the king they sailed over the sea ten successive days with a favouring wind but on the eleventh day the ocean became troubled with exceeding trouble the ship rose and fell and the sailors were powerless to govern her so they drifted at the mercy of the waves till the craft neared a rock in mid-sea which fell upon her and broke her up and all on board were drowned save king badir basim who got astride one of the planks of the vessel after having been nigh upon destruction the plank ceased not to be borne by the set of the sea whilst he knew not whither he went and had no means of directing its motion as the wind and waves wrought for three whole days but on the fourth the plank grounded with him on the seashore where he sighted a white city as it were a dove passing white builded upon a tongue of land that jutted out into the deep and it was goodly of ordnance with high towers and lofty walls against which the waves beat when badir basim saw this he rejoiced with exceeding joy for he was well nigh dead of hunger and thirst and dismounting from the plank would have gone up the beach to the city but there came down to him mules and asses and horses in number as the sea sends and fell to striking at him and staying him from landing so he swam round to the back of the city where he waded to shore and entering the place found none therein and marvelled at this saying would i knew to whom cloth this city belong wherein is no lord nor any liege and whence came these mules and asses and horses that hindered me from landing and he mused over his case then he walked on at hazard till he espied an old man a grocer so he saluted him and the other returned his salaam and seeing him to be a handsome young man said to him o youth whence cometh thou and what brought thee to this city Badir told him his story, at which the old man marvelled and said, O oh, my son, didst thou see any on thy way? He replied, Indeed, O oh, my father, I wondered in good sooth to sight a city void of folk. Quoth the shaykh, My son, come up into the shop, lest thou perish. So Badir Basim went up into the shop and sat down, whereupon the old man set before him somewhat of food, saying, o my son enter the inner shop glory be to him who hath preserved thee from yonder she satanus king badir basim was sore affrighted at the grocer's words but he ate his fill and washed his hands then glanced at his host and said to him o my lord what is the meaning of these words verily thou hast made me fearful of this city and its folk replied the old man know o my son that this is the city of the magicians and its queen is as she were she satan a sorceress and a mighty enchantress passing crafty and perfidious exceedingly all thou sawest of horses and mules and asses were once sons of adam like thee and me they were also strangers for whoever entereth this city being a young man like thyself this miscreant witch taketh him and hometh him for forty days 
after which she enchanteth him and he becometh a mule or a horse or an ass of those animals thou sawest on the seashore and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the seven hundred and fifty-second night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the old grocer related to king badir basim the history of the enchantress ending with all these people hath she spelled and when it was thy intent to land they feared lest thou be transmute like themselves so they counselled thee by signs that said land not of their solicitude for thee fearing that haply she should do with thee like as she had done with them she possessed herself of this city and seized it from its citizens by sorcery and her name is queen lab which being interpreted meaneth in arabic almanac of the sun when badir basim heard what the old man said he was affrighted with sore affright and trembled like reed in wind saying in himself hardly do i feel me free from the affliction wherein i was by reason of sorcery when destiny casteth me into yet sorrier case and he fell amusing over his condition and that which had betided him when the shaykh looked at him and saw the violence of his terror he said to him o oh, my son come sit at the threshold of the shop and look upon yonder creatures and upon their dress and complexion and that wherein they are by reason of grammary and dread not for the queen and all in the city love and tender me and will not vex my heart or trouble my mind so king badir basim came out and sat at the shop door looking out upon the folk and there passed by him a world of creatures without number but when the people saw him they accosted the grocer and said to him o elder is this thy captive and thy prey gotten in these days the old man replied he is my brother's son i heard that his father was dead so i sent for him and brought him here that i might quench with him the fire of my homesickness quoth they verily he is a comely youth but we fear for him from queen lab lest she turn on thee with treachery and take him from thee for she loveth handsome young men quoth the shaykh the queen will not gainsay my commandment for she loveth and tendereth me and when she shall know that he is my brother's son she will not molest him or afflict me in him neither trouble my heart on his account then king badir basim abode some months with the grocer eating and drinking and the old man loved him with exceeding love one day as he sat in the shop according to his custom behold there came up a thousand eunuchs with drawn swords and clad in various kinds of raiment and girt with jewelled girdles all rode arabian steeds and bore in baldric indian blades they saluted the grocer as they passed his shop and were followed by a thousand damsels like moons clad in various raiments of silks and satins fringed with gold and embroidered with jewels of sorts and spears were slung to their shoulders in their midst rode a damsel mounted on a rabbite mare saddled with a saddle of gold set with various kinds of jewels and jacinths and they reached in a body the shaykh's shop the damsel saluted him and passed on till 
lo and behold up came queen lab in great state and seeing king vadir basim sitting in the shop as he were the moon at its full was amazed at his beauty and loveliness and became passionately enamoured of him and distraught with desire of him so she alighted and sitting down by king vadir basim said to the old man whence hadst thou this handsome one and the shaykh replied he is my brother's son and is lately come to me quoth lab let him be with me this night that i may talk with him and quoth the old man wilt thou take him from me and not enchant him said she yes and said he swear to me so she swore to him that she would not do him any hurt or ensorcel him and bidding bring him a fine horse saddled and bridled with a golden bridle and decked with trappings all of gold set with jewels gave the old man a thousand dinars saying use this then she took badir basim and carried him off as he were the full moon on its fourteenth night whilst all the folk seeing his beauty were grieved for him and said by allah verily this youth deserveth not to be bewitched by yonder sorceress the accursed now king badir basim heard all they said but was silent committing his case to allah almighty till they came to and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the seven hundred and fifty-third night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that king badir basim ceased not faring with queen lab and her suite till they came to her palace gate where the emirs and eunuchs and lords of the realm took foot and she bade the chamberlains dismiss her officers and grandees who kissed ground and went away whilst she entered the palace with badir basim and her eunuchs and women here he found a place whose like he had never seen at all for it was builded of gold and in its midst was a great basin brimful of water midmost a vast flower-garden he looked at the garden and saw it abounding in birds of various kinds and colours warbling in all manner tongues and voices pleasurable and plaintive and everywhere he beheld great state and dominion and said glory be to god who of his bounty and long-suffering provideth those who serve other than himself the queen sat down at a latticed window overlooking the garden on a couch of ivory whereon was a high bed and king badir basim seated himself by her side she kissed him and pressing him to her breast bade her women bring a tray of food so they brought a tray of red gold inlaid with pearls and jewels and spread with all manner of viands and he and she ate till they were satisfied and washed their hands after which the waiting women set on flagons of gold and silver and glass together with all kinds of flowers and dishes of dried fruits then the queen summoned the singing women and there came ten maidens as they were moons bending all manner of musical instruments queen lab crowned a cup and drinking it off filled another and passed it to king badir basim who took and drank and they ceased not to drink till they had their sufficiency then she bade the damsels sing and they sang all manner modes till it seemed to badir basim as if the palace danced with him for joy 
His sense was ecstasied, and his breast broadened, and he forgot his strangerhood, and said in himself, Verily, this queen is young and beautiful, and I will never leave her, for her kingdom is vaster than my kingdom, and she is fairer than Princess Jalhara. So he ceased not to drink with her till eventide came, when they lighted the lamps and waxen candles, and diffused censer perfumes, nor did they leave drinking till they were both drunken, and the singing women sang the while. Then Queen Lab, being in liquor, rose from her seat and lay down on a bed, and dismissing her women, called to Badir Basim to come and sleep by her side. So he lay with her in all delight of life till the morning. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section thirty nine. Recording by Pam Castile.